we're trying to create people who are a force to be reckoned with, who don't, who don't just know what they believe, but they know why they believe it. And they can defend it articulately, passionately, and without backing down. Not being a jerk, but certainly um, not letting down. Their, their truth and their core political belief is their religion. And they are so adamant and passionate and emotional about it because that is their God with a little G. God really pressed on his heart. You need to go back to the girl that you had that abortion with and you need to apologize to her. And you need to apologize to her face to face. Uh, fetus phobic is someone who is afraid of the natural consequences of heterosexual sex and is terrified of, of, of a pre-born child of a little baby. And I like to say that Roe v. Wade is the story or the court case everyone has heard of, but nobody knows anything about. Governor Walker, thanks for being here. Very great to be with you. I should say it's a pleasure for me to be here. I think Rush is doing that too. And he is he's basically saying, look, I may be dying, but I'm not dead. Dr. Alveda King to Feed Ace podcast. Dr. King, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jerry, and hello, everyone. But they have an objective. The objective is more tax money, more control, and a promotion of a political ideology. It's a pro-socialist, secular worldview. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Feed Ace podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host, and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. Hey, we hear every day that uh, Planned Parenthood uh, in these organizations do lots of things. They do lots of things for women. They're here to help women, especially poor, uh, the poor and underprivileged or underserved individuals. Uh, ultimately, we do know that that is not true and that uh, women and families need a lot more help. And unfortunately, they do not get that from Planned Parenthood or these types of organizations. Uh, my guest today is Sonia Hartberg. Sonia is the Director of Fleet Effectiveness for ICU Mobile. ICU stands for Image Clear Ultrasound. Sonia, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Jerry. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. And and just to give a little background for those listening, you know, I met your organization at the Bringing America Back to Life conference. You had a booth or a table there. And uh, I stopped and, and was talking to uh, your team that was there and, and hearing about all that you do. And um, I saw the passion in them in explaining what they do and what your organization does and how you help. And I was really taken aback by, you know, it's not as simple as oh, you, we have an ultrasound to try to convince people to choose life. That's, that is a huge part of it, of course, but there's more to it. And I thought that was really impressive. So maybe just a quick um, review of what ICU Mobile is, just sort of the 50,000 foot view, and then we'll kind of get into it a little deeper. Okay. So ICU Mobile, um, we are actually a nonprofit pro-life ministry. Uh, we are a national ministry. And what our uh, mission is that is that we help women, uh, we help pregnancy centers go um, out and reach women, abortion-minded women in particular, um, before they make that, uh, that ultimate decision to end the life of their child. Um, we want them to know the truth. We want them to know their options. And our um, mission is that we go to them. So we take the services that are offered in a pregnancy center. We boil it down to um, pre uh, pregnancy tests, ultrasound, and community referrals. And we do that on a mobile medical unit that we help pregnancy centers 
purchase, acquire, and then we train them on how to use that. And, and then more importantly, where to go to reach the women that need us most. Yeah, that's really excellent. And so on your website, if you go to your web, the website, the uh, icumobile.org, uh, just as I'll, I'll give a reminder of it at the end of the, the program as well, for those listening, but on, on the website, uh, you have sort of a motto and, and it says serving women, saving lives and sharing Christ. Let's go through each one of those um, one at a time. And you, you obviously gave a little bit of, of what you do to serve women and serve the community. But I, I, to focus on the serving women part, and then I'll talk about the other two, is one thing I was impressed by is that, is that your organization you know, helps women find, find welfare, find the, the services that they need if they're worried about or feeling that they have to have an abortion because they're poor or they can't take care of it, they can't afford clothes. You guys direct them and help them. I, the one person I spoke to said that they called and made a doctor's appointment for a woman, for example. So what's amazing about that is that, wait, I thought Planned Parenthood was there to help women, right? I mean, <laughs> right. I thought, well, why are you guys having to do it? So, yeah. you know, let, let's start with the serving women. You know, you know, how, how is that motto put forward in what you do? So what we do is uh, we have, first of all, we, we run a mobile here in the, um, in our uh, Cuyahoga County, which is the Cleveland market. Um, and so we run that out of our own offices. Um, it is our, uh, out of the national offices because there is such a need in the Cleveland market. And so those are the ladies that you met um, and they serve up in the Cuyahoga market every day. Um, so when we, um, when we, um, have the privilege of serving a client. Uh, we yes, we are going to provide her with a free pregnancy test. That's what she comes on for. We are going to provide her with an offer sound. Um, but then it doesn't end there. Uh, we need to connect her back into her community to the resources that she needs. So we train our teams across the country to help identify that one big, the biggest, most um, important need that she may have. What, why is she considering abortion? What is it? Sometimes it is, like you said, she doesn't have safe housing. She doesn't have food. She doesn't have um, a job. She has already has three children that she's struggling with. We recently had a lady who lost four children at birth to the county and didn't want to go through that a fifth time uh, because of drug use. And so what can we do for her to meet that need and help, help her in that? Sometimes in one since it was a Car. She just needed a car. That's an easy fix. Um, so, but we can't just give her a brochure with a name and a phone number and tell her here, call this agency. They're going to help you um, because we know that that call does not happen for myriad reasons. Um, so what we focus on is connecting her into a personal relationship that we've already built with these organizations in her community. And we're going to connect her personally with those organizations. And they, these are trusted um, community partners, we call them, that we know that when we connect her in there, they're going to take care of her and they're going to meet that need. So that's what we call community engagement. Um, we train that across the country. And in Cleveland, we're just seeing tremendous results with that. Yeah, that's that's excellent. It, it's, it really is amazing. And, it, and it's so important to, to help someone through the entire process. Like you even said, someone needed a car and it's not like, oh, well, here, go see somebody. You guys take the next step and, and actually help them get something like that or clothes or whatever, right? Yes. We're going to, when usually when she leaves our mobile, we will say, we have 
We are provided the intake forms of these other agencies. They provide us with their internal documents. They trust us. We fill that out. We have her sign the release. We fax it, take a picture, send it, get it off to that agency. And we will tell the client, when you leave here, you don't have to do a thing when you step off this mobile. But my my, uh, colleague over at Moms First or whatever agency we're working with, they're going to call you. Oh, yeah. And here's the phone number. So when it comes up on your phone, be sure to answer this number because they're going to call you within 72 hours and they're going to get this going for you. Um, Because at that point, she is so overwhelmed with her circumstance that she cannot see through to make that happen for herself. She's capable of it, but not at that moment. And so that's where we step in. We make those steps for her. And then and then that agency will take it from there. Yeah, that's amazing. So if we, the, the serving women, saving lives, obviously you've addressed saving lives and it's not just the life of, of the baby. It's, it's the, the mother in, in a sense that uh, helping them through things like needing a car, a job, clothes, food insecurity, whatever the case may be, uh, they're already alive, but this is helping their life. And then the final one is sh- uh, sharing Christ. They're obviously in your, your organization. It's, it's not just simply, which is all very important, but it's not just simply helping women and children and families in this case. It's also, you know, is very Christ centered. Uh, tell me about that and how important that is. So sharing the gospel is something that we uh, expect of all of our affiliates across the country. They are affiliates. They're not franchises. So they have a lot of uh, freedom to do a lot of different things. But the, there are a few tenets that we hold true to. And one is that the gospel needs to be shared. And so we believe that the gospel is an experience that she has on the mobile. And I kind of look at the gospel as the, the red ribbon that runs through the entire experience that happens from the time we come in contact with this client, whether it be through a text message, we see her across the parking lot, Um, it starts there. We begin by just how we are interacting with her, that she feels the love of Christ. She does not realize that, but that's what we are. We are putting out there, the love of Christ. And so all through the experience, there is this, this love of Christ that's being shown. It's non-judgmental. It's just, just pure loving one another. And that's what Christ called us to do. And so through that, she begins to see that there is something different. And so then when we offer her the opportunity to hear about Jesus, she's open to it so often and we can step right into that. We are the seed planters though, Jerry, that's what we're doing out there. We're planting the seeds every day. We don't, we don't always see the harvest. Someone else may, but you know what, we're out there just letting her experience, just getting that 45 minute experience of what it's like to be embraced by the love of Christ. That's what our women do every day. And so how, how many of these are the mobile, mobile ICUs, as, as you call them, the image, image clear ultrasounds, do you have uh, in the Cleveland area and then uh, even beyond that? So we have one, our own that's serving in the Cleveland market. Um, we are in Cuyahoga County specifically, and we, um, we are out there four days a week. Uh, we have one in the Akron area. That is our original one that we started here in Akron in a pregnancy center and by a woman that just was called by God to take ultrasound to women. And, um, and now we've gone across the country. And um, as of this week, we have our first one in Hawaii. So we're real excited about that. And we have um, just under 50. And we have another 
five that will be being launched. This has been a really busy year for ICU Mobile. We're putting a lot of mobiles out there. Um, we're real excited about coming alongside these pregnancy centers. There are amazing pregnancy centers across this country that are doing amazing work and they wanna expand their footprint. They wanna reach out to women that just can't come into their center and ICU Mobile helps them do that. Something that always makes me curious in in work that you do, uh, your organization does is the impact that the, the people you come in contact with have on you. Right. I'm, I, can you, you know, just for the sake of, I think it's helpful to people to, to maybe know of a story or two, or, you know, you don't have to use names of, of someone that you saw in the impact of your organization, what it ha- had on them. And maybe if there's, is there a case of something, or, or maybe it's, a handful of them, but they're all similar of someone who um, made the other choice. Well, you know, um, you talked about what Planned Parenthood does or doesn't do. And what came to my mind is a story um, that happened um, just not too long ago where um, a worker in the abortion facility um, brought her very young niece to the mobile and um, for services. And we, we were so surprised that when she said, oh yeah, I work right here in the abortion facility. And the comment that our client advocate asked her at the time was, why did you bring her here as opposed into where you work? And she said, you know, I brought her here because you would give her all her options and you would tell her the truth. And that does not happen where in there. She said, I, I work there and I'm not saying, she didn't say anything about you know what goes on, but she just said that on the mobile, she knew that they would get, she, this, this young lady would get the truth that we would give her her options and we would do it in love. And, and I think, you know, that comes right from, you know, the enemy's camp, you know, we're just hearing that right from the end. It's like, wow, okay, we, we do. And that's exactly what we do. Um, there are so many stories of women who say um, that, uh, you know, what happens on this mobile has impacted them and changed their life. I think of a story of that I've heard uh, many times from a co- my colleague here in the office, um, where a lady had said that, you know, she came in, she saw um, her child on the ultrasound. Oftentimes that is not an option in the abortion facility. They turn the screen away so she can't see. Um, or they show her a part of the baby that, that you can't tell what is a shoulder or a knee or something. So she saw the baby, our sonographer walked through the baby's developmental. You know, this is the knuckle, this is the kneecap, this is the heartbeat. And she chose life for her baby. And after she delivered, she came back and she said, without this baby, I would be dead. I would not be here. So it wasn't the, it was, yes, the life of the baby, the life of the mother. And then the hope is that, again, she receives Christ. And so she has eternal salvation. That is the hope. And we don't always know that. Um, But, you know, that that's that's just that's desperately our hope as well. So, um, yeah, across the country, you can hear and it doesn't just have to happen on a mobile. Um, These stories happen in pregnancy centers every day where, you know, women come in and they cannot imagine or they don't know it's a clump of cells. It's, you know, they don't even consider themselves pregnant. So different than uh, they're having an appendectomy. But they see that life of they see that child on that screen in the mobile. We have big flat screens, so they are not looking on a little monitor, looking up at a big flat screen, and um, they see that baby 
and they they just it's a, it's a transformation that only can come from the Lord. Uh, what happens back there in those ultrasound suites are is pretty phenomenal, and the fact that we can take that to her and she doesn't have to get on the bus necessarily, you know. And the great thing is, I always tell my teams, you know, if she can't get to you, you got wheels, go to her. You know, if she's down the block and she can't get up to where you are, go to her, meet in a, you know, meet in a place she's comfortable. Sometimes we forget that, that, you know, we got wheels, we can, we can roll. So uh, it's, it's amazing the work that these women do out there. I, I sit in my office every day and I talk with them on the phone. The ladies that are out there on these mobiles and in these pregnancy centers meeting with these clients, they are the heroes. They're the ones that are just the amazing work is being done by the pro-life movement and pregnancy center ministry. Yeah, there's so much to say about that. It was funny, as you were saying, that uh, you, you show the image on the screen and and, and looking at the ultrasound and that you, the, the ultrasound tech goes through and shows this is a knuckle, this is a, you know, these are the fingernails and, and so on and so forth. And that Planned Parenthood might, might only show them an obscure portion. that's hard to even say, uh, you know, what's funny is that, well, I thought they said that they were, there was a bunch of a, a glump of cells, right? How could there be a shoulder? How could there be hands or knuckles and so on if there was a shoulder? But I think it, what, what's great about your story about the woman who worked there, who brought her, it said, you know, you, she knew that you guys would tell her the truth and then let her ultimately, we, we, we know what the choice is. We know what the right choice is, but ultimately she's given information. The whole notion of the pro choice, there's no choice when you're given one option, right? We don't take a multiple choice test and have a, to choose from, right? We have multiples with information. So what's, um, you know, speaking of all of Planned Parenthood and the like, how, what kind of pushback do you guys get in the community? Um, it depends on the location of our mobile. I will tell you in our Cleveland market, we see a lot of pushback up on Shaker Boulevard. It's not a Planned Parenthood, but it is a very notorious abortion facility up there. And, um, you know, they've got their escorts. They, um, we just see a lot of, you know, uh, bad behavior um, that really gets in the way of serving clients. Um, it's sad to think that they they seem to they say that they're there to serve women, but you know they're yelling and screaming at these women as they're coming in the building because they don't want them to talk to us or to sidewalk advocates for life that are out on the street and are wonderful, not yelling, not screaming, just there to love on these women. And we have to ask the women, do you want to come towards me who I'm just talking to you in love? Or do you want to go to that screaming person who wants you to go in the building really fast? You know, um, we do get pushback. Um, I think of our affiliate in Louisville, Kentucky, um, that there's a uh, Planned Parenthood right downtown and they have a pregnancy center right next door. They have a mobile unit as well. And it is just horrendous, the type of pushback and abuse that they, this verbal abuse that they deal with every day. But, you know, we just, um, the people that are out there are amazing. They push through it and they're there for the women and for those unborn babies. So uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, the other thing about us is that we are cloaked in prayer. So here in the national offices, we meet every morning at 9 a.m., we meet around a table, who's ever in the building, uh, we meet together. If you're remote, you call in at 9 a.m. And we spend the day, that 
portion of the morning praying for the fleet as they roll out each day across the country. So they go in the uh, under prayer, tremendous amount of prayer. They're praying each day. We have to because the you know the enemy is out there every day working against us, and we feel it and we see it. And if we weren't, if we didn't know that we were going under prayer, it would be very, very overwhelming. Uh, so that's one of the things that we encourage everybody, you know, if you want to pray where we covet your prayers, we appreciate your prayers for the fleet as they roll each morning. Absolutely. Really wonderful stuff. And you know, what's amazing to me when you talk about all the different people that you have, the fleets, obviously these things are not uh, free. They're not cheap. They don't get the, uh, a massive multi-million dollar check every year like Planned Parenthood does, right? And 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 make money on procedures and things like that. You guys do this sort of volunteer and and through donations and, and the like. And that's, you know, that's what's amazing is is you're not being paid per se to do it. This isn't a profit thing like Planned Parenthood is. Um, so so obviously since you guys do depend on donations and support, please tell my audience listening where they can find you, how they can get involved, um, donate, um, and volunteer their time. If that's how they're, they're best, uh, fit to serve, where can they uh, find you guys? Okay. Well, they can find us at icumobile.org. Okay. And there's, um, that's the national ministry. Um, but for the low, our Cuyahoga mobile, the ladies that you met, they're in a fundraising campaign for a new unit. The units are about $180,000. So, and like you said, any, anyone, whether it's ICU, it's one of our affiliates, it's our own, we're all donor based. That's how we we have no revenue other than donor based. So um, the other thing that I wanted to say is that here in Cleveland, um, we are doing our first walk for life. um, And it's going to be a fundraising walk. Um, It's going to be September 18th. um, And it's going to be at the Veterans Memorial Park in Parma. And it will be from a, uh, eight, 8 o'clock as registration walk begins at 9. And again, you can find out more about that at icumobile.org backslash C-U-Y walk. And you can find out more about that as well. So, um, yeah, they, you know, they have to raise all their own funds. It's, it's you know, we're still paying the medical costs of, um, you know, the medical supplies. We're still paying just like Planned Parenthood is paying for those. Uh, we still have to pay our nurses, um, although they get paid much less because they're doing this out of, from their heart. And uh, so, and we, on each mo- one of our mobiles is a qualified medical practitioner on the unit. So um, they are qualified, they are trained and certified or licensed uh, to do the work that they do. Um, so that does not come at an inexpensive cost. Uh, so, yeah. We appreciate it and all help. Yeah, absolutely. So it's icumobile.org uh, to get to the uh, Cuyahoga one. It's uh, icumobile.org slash C-U-Y. Uh, and then for the walk, it's C-U-Y walk. Parma is uh, is actually right down the road from me, uh, from where I live here. So September 18th at Veterans Memorial Park. Um, if you're interested in, in however you can, you know, whatever your means are, uh, whether it's a lot or a little, or it's just volunteering, whatever the case may be. If you're so inclined, please help out. This is a great organization doing great work. Uh, there's so many you know, great people in the pro-life movement that are doing things, again, on their own time. And, uh, but you're doing it for all the right reasons. So 
Sonia, this was a great conversation. I really appreciate you coming on and um, I, I wish your your group all the best. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, we just greatly appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, please go to icumobile.org and that's the overall organization. Please check it out. Uh, and please feel free if you're in the Cleveland area to, to on September 18th at the Parma in Parma, Ohio, uh, the Veterans Memorial Park. Uh, please feel free to go and uh, get involved there with the walk there and see if, if you can donate. So uh, great organization. Please support if you possibly can. Uh, thank you, Sonia, so much for being here. And thank all of you for being here for this episode of Feed Ace Podcast. Please check all my podcast episodes on all the different podcast apps. You can find me on YouTube and Rumble. And you can find me on WriteAmericaMedia.com Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern for some of my video podcasts. So again, thanks for being here and we'll see you next time.